and we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez. This is The Art of Health, and this is my podcast. So, we are talking about another subject. We are just busting out podcasts today. Talking about another subject, gynomastia, or gynecomastia. I always want to say gyno. Gynecomastia. So, what is gynecomastia? This is something that a lot of men today suffer from, and they don't like to talk about, but it's a more common condition than you'd think. Gynecomastia is male breast tissue. It is enlarged breasts in men. And this happens for various reasons, actually. But let's let's kind of get like an understanding of it. So gynecomastia, what are we talking about here? Gynecomastia, it's, it's a literal swelling. It's a growth of the breast tissue in men. So men have breasts just like women have breasts. For women, obviously, women store, generally speaking, some degree of fat in their breasts. Obviously, some girls are more bussy than others. God bless them. But all women store some small amount of fat or a large amount of fat, moderate amount, whatever, in their breast tissue. Men also store a very scant, in a normal circumstance, a normal circumstance, a scant amount of fat around the breast tissue. So, you know, obviously, guys, where you have nipples, you have a little bit, tiny bit of fat there if you're hormonally healthy. Now, some men, some guys, some boys, depending on how they develop in puberty, depending on your mother's estrogen levels when you are actually in the womb, you can be born, so new, more, newborn male babies can be born with a lot of fatty tissue around their, you know, like their, I don't know if you call them breasts, but on their chest, that typically goes away. During puberty, when hormone levels are changing, men, or I should say teenagers, can develop breast tissue, fatty tissue storage, yeah, literally fat storage around their breasts, around their nipples, and this can be both, or it can be kind of one or you know one over the other, so it can be an even. And normally, gynecomastia, you know, in infants, it's not like it's a problem. In teenagers, some guys will get it when they're going through puberty, then it kind of goes away as they as they you know, mature, they start maybe lifting weights, they're healthy, and that's it. But in modern society, as I've talked about maybe in some prior podcasts, testosterone levels have been going down in men globally for four decades, 40 years. So men today have the highest estrogen levels that they've had in four decades compared to the past. The highest estrogen levels and low testosterone levels. So there are a lot of men today, there's a lot of young men today, a lot of boys today, that have gynecomastia, that have, you know, like male, you know, literally like, you know, like bitch tits, you know, is the, uh, the slang term. And may, I guess they think it's normal. It's part of life. It's, oh, I guess I'm overweight and my chest looks like this. This is not fucking normal. If you have gynecomastia and you're a man, you need to get this shit taken care of. So, symptoms, causes, you know, let's, let's get deeper into this. What are we looking at here? So, with gynecomastia, we got swollen breast glands. We got, in some cases, guys can actually have, like, tender breasts. And it can be, even be painful. This is why a lot of guys don't like to talk about, you know, like, as teenagers. It can be painful. Like, your, your breasts, your nipples can hurt. They can be puffy. Some guys will even get discharged from them. And what's really the cause here? The cause is that there is a decline of testosterone or just low testosterone you know, almost hypo, you know, this low testosterone, lower than you would like, you know, perhaps hypogonadal, and there's a rise of estrogen. So, this could be from natural hormone changes. Like I said, you know, all men have testosterone, all men have estrogen. Estrogen are, are what control these female traits, breast growth being one of them. 
Um, you know, it, it could be normal instance, you know, like obviously if it's an infant, you know, male babies, like half of all male kids, you know, little boys, you know, babies, you know, they're, they're chunky, they got a lot of body fat, that's fine. During puberty, it can happen, but for some guys, it persists even after puberty, where they're, you know, the kind never really goes away. They go through puberty, they kind of get like puffy nipples, puffy chest, and it never quite leaves them. They still have puffy nipples, they still, you know, have kind of like bitch tit look, look, you know, bitch tit look, even if they lift weights, it doesn't go away. Also, in men who are hypogonadal, who have, you know, low testosterone levels as they age. It used to be, you know, common between, you know, men 50 to 69, like, you know, the old, like, grandpa, you know, we, we, I've heard the term paw tits, like grandpa tits, where, you know, you see older men that almost have breasts. That's not, it, it's normal in sensibility that, yes, your testosterone went down. It's not healthy, and it sure as hell is not desirable as a look. So, you, you know, you have normal maturation, you have, you know, aging, you have puberty, as causes. There's also a lot of medications, guys, that can cause, uh, you know, estrogen levels to increase and testosterone to go down. So, you know, stuff to treat prostate cancer, prostate enlargement, a lot of those drugs can. You know, uh, Propecia, which was, you know, has been used for, uh, you know, actually for promoting hair growth in men. So, Propecia is like a hair growth treatment, anti-balding treatment. That can drop testosterone massively. You know, finasteride, Propecia, uh, you know, obviously for guys that use anabolic steroids, that could be the case as well. A lot of times guys don't realize who, you know, maybe abuse steroids. Or I don't want to say abuse, but they take them improperly. If you increase your hormone levels, and you, if you increase your testosterone massively, there's a, there's a conversion to, to estrogen. Some steroids that guys use, they won't know, they won't realize this until after the fact, but the steroids increase their tests, but it also makes their estrogen go way up. And then they could be getting muscle mass while also getting bitch tits at the same time. It's a shitty, you know, condition to have. Other drugs that can, you know, possibly cause uh, gyno. Uh, let's see, diazepam, you know, Valium, anti-anxiety medications, those can call it, cause it. Uh, antidepressants can. A lot of antidepressants have very weird side effects on testosterone. Antidepressants, in some cases, can drop testosterone levels. It's not unheard of. Even some antibiotics can. That could be a possible case. Uh, you know, thinking off the top of my head... Uh, you know, chemotherapy can have you know effects where it drops testosterone. Estrogen still remains in the body. Testosterone is is unique, and this is for the men to really know this, and the women too. When you are stressed out and cortisol levels are high, and let's say your lifestyle isn't healthy, testosterone levels will drop. Estrogen stays the same. There's a reason that overweight, shitty lifestyle guys are depressed and moody. They've got dropped testosterone levels, they've got high estrogen levels, and you know, maybe they're unhappy they got bitch tits on top of it. So there's you know a lot of, <laughs> you can see now there's a lot of cases, there's a lot of situations. Other things that can cause a, you know, gyna, gynecomastia, alcohol. Yep, if you, if you like guys that drink a lot, they get you know, the big gut, they get you know kind of like bitch tits. Yeah, alcohol, especially beer, it has, it has phytoestrogens in it, it has plant estrogens. Um, people that are prescription drug abusers, you know, this is not something that I have expertise in, but just from knowing clinicians that work with uh, heroin, uh, heroin abusers, smack abusers, smack addicts, people that are hooked on methadone, that can cause anachromastia. Even marijuana, you know, in high doses of someone that smokes a lot of bulls, that has anti-testosterone, pro-estrogenic effects. So there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of freaking stuff that can lead to gynecomastia and I mean, I could talk about, like, the health conditions that can cause it, you know, almost for this whole podcast. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking of random things now. Uh, God, what else? 
uh, soy milk, soy can cause gynecomastia, or just anything that promotes high, anything that promotes high estrogen levels. It's anti-testosterone. Uh, you know, even stuff like shampoos, soaps, and lotions. Those, like, no kidding. I'm not. I'm completely dead serious. A lot of, I don't want to say chemicals, but a lot of things that we use that are detergents. Those actually have weak estrogenic effects. Uh, tea tree oil and lavender. You know, those are used in a lot of, uh, you know, shampoo, hair products. Those have been linked to gynecomastia. Those have been linked to early puberty in girls. So you've got a ton of stuff. Kind of like you've got all these environmental factors, lifestyle factors, medical conditions that can lead to this conditioning, you know, developing. And obviously, you know, it's not lethal. It's not, you know, it's, you know, it's not going to kill you, but no guy wants to have bitch tits. You don't want to be a man that looks like you have, you know, fucking breast tissue. So what can you really do about this? You know, what can you really do? Well, generally speaking, if, if you have it, you, you know you have it. So, I don't think it's a mystery to guys to find out like, oh, I don't know, I didn't know I'm not, not supposed to have puffy nipples. Guys know when they have bitch tits. They're generally well aware, and you can go to a doctor, and they, you know, they could tell you, they could diagnose it for you. You could tell your, you know, go to your physician hopefully, and they'd be receptive to, yeah, you look like you have, you know, you have enlarged breast tissue, you have fat deposits there. What can be done about this? What can be done about this? This is where. Yeah, I'm not going to give out hormone ranges and stuff like that, but this is, this is all generally available information, but what can you do about this? There is really only two solutions, guys. There's, really, there's only two. If it's not bad, and I say that in the sensibility that maybe your nipples, nipples are kind of puffy, maybe you know the area is not to your liking, maybe you store fat there, what can you do? First thing, first, second, third thing, get your testosterone levels in order. You need to find that out. You need to go get tested. Make sure your testosterone levels are normal. Second and third thing, you need to get your diet in order. You need to get your lifestyle and training and health in order. So that's like five things, really. You got testosterone levels, hormone levels. You got losing body fat. You got diet. You got lifestyle. You got exercise. That's five things. If you have a very mild instance, mild case of gynecomastia, you could lose that body fat potentially through dieting, through exercise, through getting your chest more muscular looking and improving your aesthetic appearance through changing up your diet, obviously, through making sure your testosterone levels are normal, and that could potentially make it go away. That, that could be the speed case where, you know what, you just need to lose some body fat, and that will be the thing that takes care of it. If that doesn't work, or if you're a guy where you're like, dude, I got like, you know, I got bitch tits, like it doesn't look good, and like I've, I'm working out, I'm doing fuck tons of push-ups, you know, I'm dieting, but it's still there. You know, why is it still there? Well, this is the thing with body fat, guys. There's different kinds of body fat storage. There's different kinds, and it's not all create equal. Not all fat is equal. This I'm going to use an analogy for this because it's complicated to explain otherwise. But you can have stubborn fat stores on your body. Everybody does. You have subcutaneous fat. You have fat underneath the skin. You have visceral fat that you store in the organs. And there's different subtypes of those fats as well. Some types of fat... Your fat has receptors on it. So receptors, meaning your your every fat cell in your body has essentially keys, so to speak, multiple keyholes that can open up that fat cell to be burned. I'm, I'm going to have to use analogies to explain this. Every fat cell in your body has keyholes on it and fat stored inside the cell. When you're burning body fat, you can, you know, certain uh, hormones, certain, you know, peptides, certain enzymes, they open up the fat cell to be burned and use as energy. 
this is where it gets weird. Because you have multiple keyholes on your fat cells, imagine like a storage unit that's got like 10 doors on it. And you open up two doors, but it locks the other eight doors. Now you might be thinking, that doesn't make sense. Why would it lock the other doors if I'm opening up the other doors? That's how fat cells are. That's what stubborn fat cells, that's what happens with stubborn fat stores. You have beta and, and, and uh, adrenaline receptors. And you all your fat cells on your body, and you, you won't know this until you start dieting. Where maybe you're like, damn, I can't lose this fat off my low back. I can't lose this fat off my abs. I can't lose this fat in my chest. You can have stubborn fat stores on your body where you'll burn body fat everywhere else, but those fat cells, they will not be burned for energy unless you are hardcore dieting into a diet. And that, that can be very difficult to, to get rid of. It can. That's why, you know, bodybuilding, natural bodybuilders, uh, you know, for you know, women too. That's why it can be so hard to lose different kinds of body, different. That's why it can be so hard to lose your unwanted body fat. If it's stubborn fat, you're gonna have to throw the whole fucking kitchen sink of fat burning tricks at it to get it to burn off. And even then, it might be a case where dieting gets to a point where, like, you know what, this is really painful. This lifestyle is like shit. I'm tired all the time. And you know, in that case, for kind of comasty at least, surgery. Is going to be the only answer. If you've got very you know developed bitch tits, very developed gynecomastia, it, it's like it's prominent. You're going to have to get surgery. So in the surgery, you know it's lipo, it's a liposuction surgery. Um, in some cases, it's a mastectomy. It's usually done endoscopically, pretty much small incisions. It's very you know it's not very invasive at all. So it's something that can definitely it, like the surgery is is easy generally speaking. Like it takes care of it. It takes care of it. And I'll, I'll link to a podcast by another friend of mine, Jay Campbell, speaking with a, a gynecomastia plastic surgeon specialist who does this kind of surgery. But the surgery is an easy surgery. It's not difficult to do if you have gynecomastia and it's not going to come off or through just conventional dieting means, really. And even, you know, I, I, I've known guys that are, are fitness models. I'm not even kidding, guys. I've known guys that were fitness models that were ripped as shit. And if they weren't fucking hardcore dieting, they'd still put weight back on in their breast tissue. So a good buddy of mine, I'm not going to name names, but he had like great physique, this guy. He had had gyno when he was young as a teenager. He got into fitness modeling as an adult. He would diet down, be ripped as hell, look great. When he started to gain weight again, not not getting fat, but just, you know, you can't walk around 6% body fat year round. You know, he'd go through cycles of cutting and, you know, building tissue back up, you know, like a bulking phase. Every time he went through a phase of muscle building, he'd get bitch tits again. It just happened. He, and he had to get surgery to correct it. So I'm just making the point that, you know, I would encourage everybody to utilize diet and utilize lifestyle and exercise and, you know, practice uh, good, be- good behaviors that way to, you know, take care of most of your health issues. But it may very well be something that you have to get surgery for. And if that's the case, then that's the case. And, and typically speaking, and I, I'm not, again, I'm not an expert on this shit. I'm not going to vouch for every insurance company. Typically speaking, though, it, if you have insurance, insurance tends to cover it. It's not an uncommon surgery. It's not something that's, you know, it's never done. It's not an uncommon surgery. Oftentimes, you get insurance to pay for it. And even if you can't, it's not that expensive either if it is, you know, out of pocket. So that's kind of Camastia. That's the rundown. Hopefully, if you guys, you know, for those of you who are listening, or maybe you know, you know, a brother, a friend, a bro who needs help with it, you know, have them listen, you know, educate them, you know, you're, edu- you know, you're educated now yourself. If you, if you're, if you have a, a husband that might be, you know, you, that you think has it, 
know that it's not normal. It's not something that you have to live with. It's not something that, oh, it's just how it is. I guess I gained weight. It's entirely fixable. It's entirely correctable. It's entirely solvable. So I'll end it there. Questions, comments, concerns. As always, feel free to ask. You can find me at the website, alexanderjuanantoniocortez.com. You can find me on Twitter, AJA underscore Cortez. If you want to support the podcast, you can find me on Patreon at Patreon uh, backslash Alexander C. So, good luck, good night, and I will talk to you guys again.